Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Canadian three group. And trying to sneak up the boards with it was Deneau, but he is separated from the puck. And here's Goudreau, speeding in, tries to feed it over. Coleman dives and scores with three-tenths of a second to play. Oh, back-breaking goal. The Lightning have the lead again. And the Tampa Bay Lightning would not relinquish that lead. They win game two over the Montreal Canadiens, 3-1 to go up 2-0 in the best-of-seven Stanley Cup final. After losing the first game, the Montreal Canadiens needed more shots on goal. They needed more time in the offensive zone. They needed more scoring chances. They pretty much did all of the above. They didn't get enough goals. A big punch from the Montreal Canadiens tonight, and the Lightning roll with it and get the victory. The shots tonight, 43-23 in favor of the Canadiens. Andre Vasilevsky, 40 Two saves, a big reason why the Lightning are two wins away from their second consecutive Stanley Cup. Now, having said that, what's one of the old sayings? The series doesn't really start until someone loses a home game. So Montreal now with a chance to go home and try to even up the series. Reed Wilkins with you on a special edition of Stanley Cup Final Overtime Open Line. Cam Moon joins me tonight, the play-by-play voice for Edmonton Oilers here on 630 Chet and the Oilers Radio Network. Mooner, how have you been, buddy? Oh, very well. Enjoyed that game. Very entertaining. Yeah, entertaining game. And I, I you know, I, I know a lot of uh, a lot of people are pulling for the Canadians. Not uh, not everybody. I think a lot of people are are watching just because they like watching the Cup final. But there's certainly been some Habs fans coming out of the woodwork, or some people who are saying, "Hey, I'm going to cheer for the Canadian team." Well, that Canadian team is in tough camp because, like I said, they, they, you know, talk about hit me with your best shot. They hit the Lightning with a pretty good shot tonight and still could not get the victory. I thought they played incredibly well. Uh, Habs didn't look up to speed in game one at all. Uh, but in this one, they did. And in the first period, I thought uh, an aggressive forecheck helped lead to chances. Second period, they really carried the play. Uh, they outshot Tampa Bay 16-7 in the second period. And and as as Andre Vasilevsky keeps making save after save after save, I keep thinking, you know, they're going to need some – you need one of these to go in. You do. You, you just – at 1-1 after 40, even if that, if that was going to be the case, even then I it just didn't feel very comfortable. And then having that neutral zone turnover – that results in the goal by uh, by Blake Coleman with less than a second to go in the period. Oh, that, that was a real kick in the pants, I thought, for for the Habs. And then Coleman got a couple of chances early in the third that Price made big saves to hold his team in it. But, you know, Montreal had more than enough opportunity. Uh, it's, it's just Andre Vasilevsky, what can you say? I mean, that he is the reason, the biggest reason, Tampa Bay is up 2 nothing now in this series. I thought Montreal really put their best foot forward, but Vasilevsky was having none of it. 
Well, and I mentioned the shots for the game, 43-23 for the Habs, including 16-7 in the second period. And at one point in the second period, the shots were 12-2. And, and you touched on it, Cam, that at least I was getting the sense that if the Canadians weren't able to take the lead, there, there was going to be a successful counterpunch by Tampa. And after Suzuki got that weird power play goal and actually the the first goal against both goalies tonight were, were both yeah. kind of weird ones where it didn't look either guy where either guy saw it until it was way too late but the canadians kept up the forecheck and missed a couple of chances and i started to think and if, if the canadians don't get the next one if the lightning make it 2-1 what's that going to do to this game and as you said then even worse that for montreal it's you know basically a buzzer beater coleman able to swipe that one yeah. in with 0.3 on the clock yeah, that oh, I mean, that was tough. I mean, once Montreal tied it on the Suzuki goal, which I, I don't know, Reed, when I when it happened and then I had to see it again, I don't know if I've ever seen a backhand shot go in from that far out. <laughs> like, that That's was a, a good long point. way up. <laughs> and it wasn't, he didn't shoot it hard, but it, there was traffic, so, so Vasilevsky couldn't see it, but... I can't remember the last time I saw a backhand go in from above the top of the circles. But the late goal, I I know there's not a lot of time left in the period, but it, it is attention to detail. And I'll give Tampa Bay credit because they, they stepped up and provided a hit in the neutral zone. That created the turnover that brought it back the other way. And, and Goodrill makes the pass across and Coleman has to dive. I mean, it's an amazing play. Don't get me wrong. But but it's stepping up in the neutral zone and making that hit. Even you know, even when you know there's hardly any time left in the period, that's not quitting. But that is playing right to the buzzer. And hats off to Tampa Bay for doing that because they created that opportunity. They really created something out of absolutely nothing. Montreal had control of the puck. They're moving up the ice with not much time left in the period, and all of a sudden Tampa scores. And and who knows? Maybe that is is the point where you go well. Maybe that's where they lost the series when it's all said and done. We don't know that yet, but but that was a that was a big one. And then taking advantage of, of the bad reverse, uh, Joel Edmondson was trying to reverse it to Petrie, and he's got a bad angle on the puck or whatever it was. And, and Andre Palat gets the bad angle goal. Uh, hard to fault Price on that when the reverse um, was to you know to the other team. So that's. It's tough on the netminder when you get the uh, the phantom reverse like that. So, and and then that I mean that just drilled at home that that Montreal was not coming back at two to one. I thought we we might go to overtime because Montreal just kept they're pressing and they're pressing and and again their forecheck. I thought all night I really liked their forecheck because it was aggressive and it was uh, they were laying the body out and they were creating turnovers and they were creating exen- extended zone time in that Tampa end as a result of that forecheck. So you know, even in the third period at 2-1, to one, I, I thought there was an opportunity for Montreal, but, uh, but again, Vasilevsky is making save after save after save. We've talked about it time and time again, the importance of net minding in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, when you've got a guy like Andre Vasilevsky that, uh, that you've got his team to a Stanley Cup final and a Stanley Cup championship last year, and he just looks like he keeps getting better. So uh, he's, he's going to be a, a tough one to crack, that's for sure.
Yeah, one of the few guys in the league that I think you can reasonably look at and say he has a chance on any given night or in any given series to match or maybe even exceed what Carey Price has been able yeah. to do for the Montreal Canadiens. And you touched on the late goal that put it away with 418 left in the third, Palat unassisted with Joel Edmondson trying the reverse. And, hey, man, it's, uh, it's pro sports, pro hockey is a harsh world. I, I know we saw the Norris Trophy handed out last night to Adam Fox, you, you know, Hedman, a candidate, Nurse got some votes, um, you know, McCarr got some votes, some great defensemen. But if you, if you, if you would have voted on the best pairing in the National Hockey League, and I know there isn't an award for that, but but Petrie and Edmondson probably would have won that award because they were, you know, plus 4,000 or whatever it was. Yeah. But I know Edmondson didn't get as many points, but that's that, that's the harsh world, right? The the biggest game of the year to this point for uh, for that pairing. And, and just, uh, I, I don't know, when they were talking about it on the TV, did, did uh, you know, Craig Simpson's been in those situations, did he yell? Did he try to make it sound like that play was uh, was open and got the turnover? Or was it just Edmondson? just put a bad angle on it and and Palat shot it in but uh, you know a great pairing throughout the year and they have a tough goal against yeah it was, it was a tough goal against I, when you watch the replay and I heard Craig Simpson uh make mention of that when you watch the replay it really didn't look like Peter was expecting a reverse <laughs> like um so like where he was he was in the corner he definitely didn't have position uh to to be getting ready for a reverse I I, I don't think I, I mean I think he I'd have to look at it again, but I, I think he thought that Edmondson was about to wheel the puck and, and that it just keep going around the way he was already going. And it looked like he had a little bit of room there. So I, I don't think Petrie was expecting that reverse. Um, and I, I, yeah, it was, and it was a tough angle. Yeah. When it hit, it just went, you know, plot good on him on getting in there and being aggressive to get in there. And then just put it towards the net from a sharp angle. You can bank it off the goaltender, which he did. But and not really. I, that sealed it. But yeah, Tampa Bay very resilient in that uh, they they got outchanced uh, at times. I thought they got outworked, but I wouldn't say overall they did. I'd say pretty equal. But but at times they got outworked. And and their goaltender when they needed to lean on their goaltender, which at, they most certainly did, especially in the second period and and early in the third. Um, they were able to lean on him, and he was—he's able to keep him in. And that's this. This series could easily be one-one heading back to Montreal, and it would have a completely different feel than it does right now. But goaltending has made it two nothing. Tampa Bay wins tonight, three-one. Andre Vasilevsky with forty-two saves as the Lightning were outshot forty-three twenty-three by the Canadians. Reed Wilkins, Cam Moon here in a special Stanley Cup Final edition of Overtime Open Line presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W I L H A U K today. Mooner should also touch on uh, an interesting uh, couple of days here for the Edmonton Oilers. Connor McDavid wins the Hart and the Lindsay, but especially. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who you covered when he was a Red Deer Rebel, he is sticking around. He is sticking around. He will be 36 years of age when his new contract expires eight years from now. Wow. Yeah. I I was so happy. Like, I I was genuinely so happy when I heard that uh, the deal was done. And I, I think Ryan's a good player. I think he's an even better person. Uh, and I know this year the 5-on-5 the five five numbers were down, but 
he still produces on the power play. He's still a really good PK guy. He can play the middle. He can play the wing. Uh, I, I think the five-on-five numbers are going to go up next year because, you know, if you look at the, the, the body of work over 10 years, they, they more than likely will. Uh, he's popular with his teammates. He's popular with the fans. All these things. He loves Edmonton. Uh, they, you know, he wants to be here. Uh, if you went out on the open market and tried to find a guy that did all of that, you most certainly wouldn't get him uh, a 5.125 AAV. You certainly wouldn't be getting him at that deal. That's for sure. That is if you can find a guy that does all of that. And that's a big if. So I, I was very happy because I, to me it's, I know you got to give a little to get a little, and the Oilers had to give up some term to get the lower salary, which, hey, it's a negotiation. I totally get it, totally understand it, and it works for both. Uh, Ryan wanted to make sure that he had term. The team wanted to make sure they uh, have some flexibility as far as uh, signing players this summer, and that, that gives them that flexibility. And it's inside, they had to sign a top six forward. And you have to consider uh, Ryan one of those guys that are able to do it. To me, this is win-win. Everybody's happy. The player's happy. The team's happy. The fans are happy. So I, I was absolutely ecstatic when I heard the news. Mooner, it's always a win-win for me to share the airwaves with you. Thanks for checking in tonight. Uh, I miss seeing you around the rink, but it's great uh, that you jumped on tonight. And uh, enjoy Game 3 on Friday, buddy. Happy Canada Day. Right on. Happy Canada Day to everybody and to you, Reed. Thanks for having me on. That is Cam Moon, play-by-play voice for your Edmonton Oilers here on 630 Chet and the Oilers Radio Network as we are recapping what you just heard here on 630 Chet, the Tampa Bay Lightning going up 2-0 in the best-of-seven Stanley Cup final with a 3-1 victory over the Montreal Canadiens. We'll bring you some post-game reaction from Tampa when we get back. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 9-18. Reed Wilkins with you. Game two of the Cup final in the books, and it is Tampa Bay beating the Montreal Canadiens 3-1 in the second period. Sorelli then Suzuki, and then Coleman for the Lightning with .3 on the clock, a big one for the Bolts, and then Andre Palat puts it away with 418 left in the third. Vasilevsky, the star tonight, he makes 42 saves. Gary Price stops 20, and from the Montreal Canadiens, Nick Suzuki and Corey Perry. First round, second round, third round, finals, whatever it is, you continue to play your game, continue to do the things that got you here, you're going to be successful. And, you know, I, I said in the room, I said, you know, it's... it's fun this is hockey it's fun um enjoy it but uh you know like i said earlier the games are so minimal uh you know they're so close you know we get one of those bounces next game you never know what can happen three more for the guys next up is sean reynolds Corey, you talked about bounces um just a goal each game. Uh, clearly, you guys want to do more. What can you do better to kind of force those bounces? Or are you doing enough and just waiting for the tide to turn? No, we, we can continue to do more. Um, we continue to keep getting pucks to the net and bodies to the net. Um, you, you look at how we scored last game. We had traffic, shot, point shot, you know, uh, and then we got our bounce there. So you continue to do that. You're going to create your own momentum. And, I, you know, I thought we played a heck of a hockey game tonight. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't enough. And we got to find that extra gear. More next question, Steve Simmons. Uh, for, for Corey, 
Um, you guys have faced some very good goalies in the first three rounds, and obviously you're facing a very good goalie right now. Um, you were able to, to solve Flurry. You were able to solve Hellebuck. What do you have to do to, to solve the Tampa goalie? Well, I think I just answered that. I think continue to get pucks and bodies to the net. Uh, you know, if he if he sees the puck, he's going to stop it. He, you know, he's a world-class goalie. He's big. He's out, challenges, and, you know, he he can stop the puck. Um, so you continue to, to make him work, let, make him look over somebody, make him, make him battle for that extra opportunity. Um, you know, we just keep wearing him down that way. Last question, Octavio Sequeira. Yeah, this question is for Nick. Uh, Nick, when it comes to the Stanley Cup Finals and the whole big picture and the whole big scenario, how much of that plays in, into into this perspective of tying the series, or is it just taking one game at a time, or are you aware of the context that surrounds the whole series? Yeah, obviously we don't want the series to get away from us. Um, you got to win your home games. Uh, we're going back home. I uh, played two games there, and we have a good opportunity to bring a 2-2 two, two, two series back here. So um, we know what's at stake, and uh, we'll be ready to go. Thank you for your time, guys. All right, a little bit there from a couple of members of the Montreal Canadiens, Corey Perry, Nick Suzuki, as the Canadians are beating 3-1. And Perry said, I mean, Vasilevsky's an outstanding goaltender. you got to try and get in his way, disrupt him, uh, try to make him not see the puck, and that is what happened on the only goal tonight, a long backhand by Suzuki and Vasilevsky reacted to it quite late and he just kind of noticed it at the last minute and it went underneath him but he was able to stop everything else tonight and Carey Price made some good saves as well a couple of turnovers by the Habs wound up going into his net and uh, that's a big part of the story as the Lightning go up 3-1 in the best of seven let's get some more post-game reaction Vasilevsky one of the stars of the game and also one of his D-men Ryan McDonough uh, Andre, I'm just. What were you thinking in that second period there, with all the shots that, that you were facing, and and what were you thinking as you're hearing all the chants from the, from the crowd during that period? During the second, you said. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, they came out came out really hot, and uh, uh, you know they're they're a good team, so they they were pushing tonight. I think uh, the whole game. I think we handled. Uh, Pretty good, yeah. They uh, they beat us a few times, but you know, in the end, we I think we did a good job, and you know, came out. Uh, our team came came out big in the third, and you know, uh, it's a great performance by everybody. And and in Cena, Tampa Bay times. Hi, Ryan. Uh, yeah, obviously, Vassy's been big for you guys all year. You know. What did you think of uh, you know his performance tonight? Just the absolute competitive gamer that we know he is, night in, night out, backbone of this team. Can't say enough good things about him, and um, you know we certainly want to make it uh, you know a little bit easier of a night uh, than we had to uh, for him. But man, he's uh, he's an absolute warrior and competitor, and and. Uh, Obviously was. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Probably the biggest piece of our win here tonight. Joe Smith, The Athletic. How would you describe the swing of emotions there from the last second, 10 seconds to the goal by Coleman and uh, just how, how much did you feel differently about yourself going into the third period? I mean, yeah, we we probably got outworked that period. We did get outworked, not probably, and um, they outchanced us, outbattled us, and, um, you know, we made a play caught a little bit of a break there and uh, allowed us to kind of regroup going into the third and, and thought we played better in the third there. Um, but no doubt, pretty remarkable play by those two. Um, last second of a period like that, um, to find a way to put it put it home was a huge, huge swing for sure. Barry Fiello, Tampa Bay Times. Ryan, you're on the ice when Coleman scores that diving goal. Just kind of what's going through your head as you're watching that play develop, and then what's it like just seeing him score the same way that he did last year against Boston in the postseason there? I know those guys do a great job staying in structure and, and disrupting uh, in the neutral zone and allowed uh, you know, allowed us to, to turn it over and, and uh, try to try to get it up in there to the hands right away. Didn't know if there was enough time in the clock. I was looking up and, and not really watching the play. And... Um, it didn't really even see it going. I just was kind of watching the clock, and, and thankfully there was, uh, whatever, half a second left. And um, that line continues to uh, night in, night out, bring it in, in different fashions, close guys out, play well defensively, and, and score some huge timely goals. Dan Rosen, NHL.com. Yeah, Andre, before the series started, you had mentioned that you take this as a big personal challenge to go up against Carey Price in the Stanley Cup Final. And two games in, you got two wins. He has none. Obviously, it's going well. Is that something you've thought about as the series has gone on here, that this challenge and trying to live up to, you know, your potential, but also just out-compete the guy on the other end? Yeah, trying not to think much during the games. Whatever, whatever happens, win or lose, so I just trying to go out there and play, play my best game. And now we're up two games, and you know it doesn't matter. Like up two games, down two games, it's the same, uh, same routine, same compete level, and you know just same way for me every game. And I just don't don't think about anything now. Just uh, I want to go out there and play my best game. Eric Erlinson, Lightning Insider. Yeah, Ryan, what is the challenge in regrouping after that second period? Because you didn't play your best. You have a very emotional end to it where you actually end up with the lead. And then you come out and play maybe more composed as you did, at least for the first half of the third period. I mean, yeah, we're, we're pretty aware when it's not going well for us. And, um, you know... Obviously, you know, you can't play a perfect game or a perfect period uh, all throughout a long playoffs and, you know, give them credit. They executed a lot better than us. And like I said, out battled and competed us that period. So we needed to start with our compete level. And that's the one thing we talked about. It wasn't anything X's and O's as much. It's just uh, coming up with uh, more pucks and stopping them in our D zone and allowing our game to take over from there. We uh, weren't at the level that we needed to. Thankfully, there was one guy that had his, his level uh, where it was needed to be, and this guy over 
here was uh, giving us a chance and, and uh, it was a great uh, great feeling in the end to, to see us come out on top and, and gut it out. Some post-game reaction there from Ryan McDonough and Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning as they survive a big push from the Montreal Canadiens to win Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final 3-1. Vasilevsky clearly the star of the game as he makes 42 saves. Okay, it's back to Montreal for games Friday and Monday, and we'll continue to bring you this series live on 6.30. Chad, our face-off show at 5.30 on Friday, and once again, the game will start just after 6. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening, Overtime Open Line, presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. I'm Reed Wilkins. Have a great Canada Day. Stay safe. Talk to you Friday. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.